from the mean streets of South Lyon, Michigan. This is the Off Center Sports Card Show. We'll talk all cards, modern and vintage, graded and ungraded, and stories of the hobby. Sit back, grab a cold one, and let's join George Jackson and Coach Pat. Welcome to the OC. Coach Pat, there he is. Uh, George, we uh, appreciate you uh, finally getting off the golf course to uh, to to actually record a show. Um, yep. It's been a pretty slow week in the uh, sports card industry, as I've uh, <laughs> just seen. Um, you know, so no time like the present to, uh, to talk a little shop, but, uh, but how was your trip? How'd you play? Uh, it was good. Besides uh, your horrible shorts. Those uh, shorts you were pounding were high noons. Oh, high noons were just, they're flowing on like, fire, like Gatorade, the pineapple high noon and me, uh, total love affair there that, uh, just can't be broken anymore. I don't believe so. Um, although I have to have a course light tonight. So of course. But uh, it's it was great. We got a lot of stuff going on in the industry right now. We do I'll tell you that much. We do. It's this uh, is like the closest we've been to. It's like it's getting more and more professional. Yeah, it here. is. I know. It like, actually, yeah, it looks a uh, almost like uh, you know the Mike and Mike uh, right setup. Next time wear pants though when you get here, okay. <laughs> I mean that's a little <laughs> embarrassing. So I mean pants are optional. That was uh, you know that was a directive from uh, you know from leadership here at three thirty speak easy. So yes. I'm just I'm in compliance. I'm compliance. Compliance is the most nice, important cool, thing. Nice cool times. breeze blowing in through here. Uh, you know, from South Lyon. So yes. Um, I figure, hey, uh, you know, why wear pants? So tonight we got a, a special guest. It's been a while since we've had a guest on. Um, we're going to be having Adam Harvey join us soon from Harv Bow Cards. Harv Bow Cards. Uh, no relation submission. to Steve. Uh, no relation to Steve. I don't believe. Uh, you could probably ask him that. Okay. Um, but yeah, Adam, what's up, my man? Oh, you didn't know. Your ass better call somebody. Hey, hey. you got your own intro, intro walk-up music going there, man. Wow. Thanks uh, for having me. I don't think he's, he's not really Steve Harvey, I don't think. Okay. So I'm just guessing. Nah, no. yeah, I know maybe he filled in on Family Feud when Steve wasn't uh, wasn't available, but it uh, looks like he's made yeah. a wise choice getting into yes. the card business. Gotta love that. So, Adam, what is going on in the grading world lately? And uh, kind of tell us about yourself, the services you offer, and uh, where we're at now. So, I'm Adam Harvey. Um, I've been in the industry since like age seven, eight, you know. Um, oh, three, oh, four, I started grading with like Beckett, um, got a lot of high grades. A lot of people started sending me cards. That's kind of how I kind of got into this, um, left the hobby for a little bit, came back and decided to do the whole PSA group sub thing. So now it's going on three years. So it's been going good. So Adam, uh, Customers will submit cards to you, and then you'll prep them for grading? Correct. Okay. What's the, I guess, what's the most common uh, thing, I guess, do you think that's overlooked when uh, a card is, is going to be submitted, something the customer may not see? And, and will you also recommend a card not be graded? Um, you know, after you review it, will you say, hey, I wouldn't recommend sending this in, especially with PSA's prices right now, um, you know, with the, the levels they have open? Uh, you know, you don't want to throw with two, three hundred bucks uh, for a card that, you know, might end up as a six, seven, whatever. 
even like when the bulk was going on, if someone would send in a card and it looked trashed, you know, I would let them know, like, you might not want to spend your 20 bucks on this. I mean, I don't know if it's new collectors or just people who don't care or don't, who don't, maybe don't have the eye to look at this stuff. So I, I obviously tell them, like, maybe I wouldn't send this in, maybe send it in bulk instead of paying a hundred dollars, something mm-hmm. of that nature. But yes, I definitely, you know, look at the cards. If people ask for reviews, which is like an optional you know, service of mine, I wipe it down. I'll try to get it in the best shape possible. People send in top loaders. I switch out the top loader for, you know, the semi-rigid is what PSA requires. You know, I go do all that good stuff there. Now, is that an extra service you charge for or is that included? That's included. The only thing I really charge extra for is a review. I mean, I was, I was doing it all at once, but when I got, you know, 4,000, 5,000 cards, then I have to start charging for, you know, it's just too many cards for me to look at every single card and, you know, it's time consuming. Yeah. And uh, lately we saw, so PSA is kind of still in that um, slowing down period, shutdown period, however we want to say it. Um, They're still trying to get caught up in a way. So, um, New companies have come out, and what companies have you jumped on board with um, to offer services to your customers? After the PSA shut down, I did go to Beckett, but obviously Beckett closed down as well. Um, I did bring on CSG and CGC, which is basically the same company. And then recently, just as of this week, I was approved for HGA. So now I'll be adding HGA. And then once PSA opens back up, because that's really what my clients go for, is when I'll have to decide on what services I want to keep or if I just keep them all. I don't know what I'm going to do at this point. Now, is Beckett still in the same, um, kind of the same area that PSA is in right now with submission prices? Yeah, um, the PSA or the Beckett, is only the the premium, which is the two day, is about a hundred two sixty two ish, and then PSA they have the um, the Super Express and the Express, so they have two services open. Okay, what are you um, what are you foreseeing, guessing on right now on PSA and Beckett? When do you think they're going to start offering more pricing levels? I'm not told anything from PSA. They kind of keep us in the dark, but I would hope in the next couple months, they at least bring out standard, which before the shutdown was a hundred dollars. I would probably guess that goes to 150, maybe 125 somewhere around there. And then Beckett, Beckett, I honestly have no idea when Beckett's going to reopen express or their five or 10 day service at all. Okay. Um, kind of give us a breakdown of your, like right now, how many orders do you have in with PSA? How many cards approximately does Harvo cards have in holding at PSA and get right? Now? What would you say? Cards? I, I don't know cards, but I probably at least have 150 orders at PSA right now. Wow. wow. Holy smokes. And that goes back to October. Actually some, the, the Pokemon, is actually backed up until August. So even though I do have some sports cards coming in from like October, 
the Pokemon is still backed up until September and August. Wow. That's crazy. And how's your uh, customer base been for you with the patients throughout all this? And, you know, I'm sure that's um, giving you another most area of workload. Yeah, I definitely have more free time, but um, I'm definitely getting more higher end cards coming through here considering the prices that PSA has. My first month with yep. after the shutdown, I had, I think, 17 Super Express. Um, at National, I had 64 Super Express. And now I'm starting to get, you know, in the mid-20s every month for Super Express, which is, you know, there's some high-end stuff if you're paying $350 a card. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, that's what I was going to ask you. So, I mean, you with these prices, you've probably seen some pretty uh, – some pretty unique uh, cards come your way. Uh, I guess what is the what's the most uh, valuable card you've seen cross your desk uh, for a submission? I've had tons of MJ rookies come through here. Um, the most recent, like high high end one, was a LeBron Topps Chrome Refractor rookie that came through here, and that I provided that at um, National for PSA. And apparently they think it's worth over 17 grand. So. Wow. And for the MJs, I mean, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of fake ones out there too. So are you able to decipher, um, you know, which, which are your, I'm sure you're saying, Hey, this could potentially be a, a fake uh, MJ rookie. Cause there's a bunch of them out there. I have, I'm not really the expert on the MJ rookie per se, but every single one that has came through here has been real. So that's uh, an added bonus. Nice. 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 What's what sport do you mostly get right now? Is it basketball? I see a lot of basketball and a lot of football coming through here. Okay. Okay. Great. Now I personally use hardball cards. I've used them um, for, few times over the last six months and i can attest adam does an awesome job i'm going to say that right now there's a lot of people you can use out there and you're not going to get someone one-on-one -on -one like adam and i highly recommend click on you can see it's on our page here you can um check it out you can look them up harvo cards on facebook where else can we find you adam uh instagram and i have a website as well in MySpace? No, not MySpace. <laughs> no MySpace. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, what's your what's the website? Hardballcards.com. Okay. We'll try to get that in the chat there and uh, throw that in there. Everybody they can click on that. Hardballcards.com. And Adam, if you could uh, real quickly kind of walk us through the the submission process. I've I've used two different, and this is before. Uh, I even knew about hardball cards, which George is, uh, is he uh, sings your praises. And, uh, you know, I, I met you at the National, too, and I, I've heard you do a fantastic job. But I guess kind of walk us through the process uh, in terms of submitting our order online. And because, and, you know, I've used two different companies. Some are much easier to enter all of your stuff. And it's, it's a two-hour long process to you have to put together a Word document and, and do all this stuff. So. Um, and I know you're big on the, you know, continuously updating the order status, kind of where things stand. And I, that's huge also. Um, but maybe just kind of give us a quick synopsis of how the, uh, you know, submission process process works. So I'm a little bit more low tech than everybody else. 
even though I am technology advanced, I kind of try to keep it simple. Um, most of my clients joined me before I had a website. So I usually have like a simple submission form and then you just send the cards to me and I'll put them in a Excel format. If, you know, what service levels you're requesting, do you want reviews? Um, did you pay or did you not pay type of thing? And then I usually post that to my Facebook group at the end of the month when I'm about to ship out the cards to PSA because I do prefer payment upfront, but not everyone's required to do that. It's just, it saves me grief because I don't know where you're going to be. If you're going to have a job in six months or 10 months when these cards come back, right. I really right. try yep. to get some money up front. So then I'm not, you know, scrondling to try to get these bills paid when PSA wants their money. But fair. it's, it's fairly low, low key. I know obviously some of these places you have to put in what cards you're sending and list them all. I, I did go that route to begin with. Now it's just, are you sending in 10 cards or five cards? And that's all I need to know. And then I usually keep everyone's cards together with rubber bands and, you know, I open one package at a time. So there's no issues with cards getting mixed up. And in three years, I haven't had one card lost or one card mixed up in anyone's order. So. And before you put the rubber bands on, those are the card saver one holders, right? Yes. Yes, sir. Get a rubber band of cards. Okay. Right. All right. But then All right. he uses a stapler. Yeah. Staples the staple, them together. Right. Exactly. So like a staple gun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they'll never get they'll never, never get separated. What uh Adam, real quick, what's your opinion on on the uh of the future of the grading industry? You're starting to see a lot um, you know, a lot more technology come into play and um you know to kind of supplement the subjective aspect of grading, uh, which that element's always gonna be there, but now you're starting to see a lot more technology come into into the grading space. What uh what are your thoughts on on where you know the, the grading industry is headed as a whole? I mean, obviously, AI is going to have to be involved, but with the amount of cards that are being graded, I highly doubt that every single card is going to go through a machine and it's not going to be, you know, with a human being at some point, you know. Now, we had so a question there. from. Okay. We had a question from Randall there. I don't know if you can see that pop on up. Let me take a look here. What is the best way to validate a card is grading quality? He has, he said, I, I have sent in eight cards or I have sent cards, got eight expected 10 sent eight to nine. What is that? Eight to nine and got a nine, five or a 10. I think it's based off what the guys were speculating. The card would be. Oh, they're like, just trying to tell them what it'd be. Oh, got eight. Yeah. He got an eight expected 10. Yeah. Then he sent eight to nine and then got nine and a half. I see. Yeah, okay. So, so it's just all over. It speaks to the, yeah, it's, it's all over the map. It really depends on whose desk, you know, those cards, right. You know, whose card. And that's what I like about that. Is they give you the upgrade. What's the, what's the best things to look at though, for the grading. I mean, where do you see like the number one, what do you look at first? When you look at a card, you just grab it in your hand. Let's say you're going to send a card into grading yourself. What can someone understand and learn from? The first thing they definitely look at that card. get a magnifying glass with a bright light. Um, take it out of penny sleeves, top loaders. Don't look at it in any of that stuff. And then a lot of lot of people, I feel, don't look at the back of the card. They only look at the front of the card. And I personally find 
most flaws on the back of the card where if it's corners, soft corners, edging, um, print lines, roller, roller marks, stuff like that. And then, you know, obviously if it's a Chrome card, you want to wipe off fingerprints before you send that in PSA and all the other companies will not be wiping that off before they grade it. If it's on there, that's going to affect your grade for sure. Gotcha. What's the, uh, when, uh, if you want to use like a Chrome card, um, Chrome surface, what's the best thing to you to remove, uh, fingerprints with usually what, what do you find like the best type of material is? Usually it's just like a soft microfiber. I okay. personally use Norwex cloths. Hmm. If you ever, I mean, I feel like most women have like a Norwex wrap or something that they deal with. My wife has these little like washcloth size microfibers from Norwex and the okay. softness is fantastic. Like that's what I use. How's it for your skin? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Multi-purpose. Yeah, exactly. Gets the job done. Right. Now, are you going to be uh, setting up at any shows where anybody can find you in person? I was planning on off? setting up. I was going to do shows, but with PSA completely shut down besides the Super Express stuff, it's just not worth it for me. Um, okay. Maybe when PSA reopens you know, fully, you'll probably see me at like a Troy show or a New Baltimore or something like that. But without them being open, it's kind of a no-go for me. Gotcha. And guys, like I said, I mean, Adam's a little behind here with the, uh, like all the services he's gets a chance to offer or some other great services out there. I've seen CSG stuff. And I tell you what, I really like their cases. Um, kind of get in, get into that with the CSG and the H HGA. Um, what are you liking from these new companies? Obviously CSG, I do like, but they apparently have too many dealers as it is. So they won't give me a dealership. Really? But uh, okay. HGA, obviously, the only reason why people go with them is the custom labels. I yep. think I think there's someone who I see big things from in the future, possibly. You know, all these other companies that are coming through, I there's too many to name at this point, but I feel a lot of these will right. be dropping off once PSA reopens. Yep. Right. And how do you see, like, uh, HGA? You went down there personally, didn't you, just recently? If correct. that's correct. Okay. And, yes. and how do you see like um, them surviving when the PSA and the Beckett's come back, the big dogs get back into the marketplace? Um, how are they going to stick with that? You think they could possibly lower their prices. Um, obviously a lot of people are getting stuck with them or going with them because of their custom label. I think that's, what's going to keep them in the, at least in the top five or so. I don't see them okay. dropping too far below. And obviously you're getting a lot of requests for them too, or you wouldn't be going yes. to uh, bring them on. So I am hearing a lot of their name more and more now. Um, before it was kind of more of a laughable name, but I guess there's a lot of interest in it. And How quickly are they turning their stuff around? Supposedly they're very strict on their timelines. I mean, I haven't had any issues with them, but I, I, I know others have. So hopefully they get that, you know, in check and hire a couple more people. But I think that's why they were doing the 
the online system where you had to wait and you, you know, they had 10,000 cards and you had to be in line to get one of those 10,000 cards so they could keep their turnaround times good. Great. Well, I'll tell you what, Adam, I really appreciate you coming on here, getting us caught up on the uh, grading industry where it's at in the hole right now with the submissions. Um, we definitely want to bring you back as soon as PSA and Beckett get their doors more open and start bringing more stuff in. Uh, love to get you some business there um, as you start offering more price levels when they're offering them to you. So actually, okay. uh, one last, one last yeah, question go ahead. for Adam. Go ahead. Adam so, um, are you all, do you, are you only doing cards or can, uh, you know, ticket stubs are a big thing now. Are you, is that part of your submission program or is it just strictly cards? No uh, baseballs, pictures, none of that stuff. So I, I, my business is card related. Um, I do have people come to me with, you know, a LeBron jersey or some Tom Brady, you know, SI magazines that are, you know, signed or whatever. I really won't turn down business. So if you want to send me stuff and you want me to send it to PSA to get authenticated or Beckett or whatever the situation is, I'll take it. So, I mean, other than comics, because I'm not, I don't know comic books all that well, but everything else I pretty much take. Okay, great. Oh, we had a, we had a question here from Mark Kraft real quick, one of our listeners. He wanted to know, is there a minimum order that you require right now? There's absolutely not a minimum order. I know a lot of people do minimums of five cards or ten cards. You can send in one or you can send in a hundred. I will take your business. Thank you. You will do a great job at it, too. That's uh, Once again, I'll Thank test you. to that for everybody. <laughs> He does an awesome job. So, hey, Adam, thanks again, brother. We appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, we'll definitely be in touch, and hopefully some of our listeners reach out to you. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Adam. All right, Adam. Have a good one. Take care. Yep. Do you, good. Nice. Good Very informative good. Yes. there. Yep. So not bad. I mean, always, uh, always good to keep uh, your finger on the, on the pulse of the grading space. Uh, yeah, and it's good it's, for us, uh, you know, being here in Michigan, somebody local, too, to deal yep. with, and I think that's really important also, you know, there's – a lot of services in New York and wherever else. But when you have someone vocal like that, I think it's important. And like I said, you deal with Adam one-on-one -on -one and he, he does a great job. There's no doubt about it. So um, we got some stuff to talk about tonight for sure. Yeah, we do. Where are we going to start off with Jeez. this, Pat? Adam? I mean, I, I know something's happened lately. I mean, <laughs> I mean just last sure. what was it? I think it was Monday or Tuesday. I played um, great. Or I, I was on the casting club on, um, you're on the casting couch, Hidden River, Hidden River, and Casting Club. On, uh, <laughs> I said you're on the casting couch. That's a that would have been interesting. Wow, that, that yeah, was a short film. That's an image you're just creating yeah, here, wasn't oh, it? I know. I'm probably not going to sleep tonight. Like, hey, hey. <laughs> okay, but no, I mean, uh, you know, just last week, the uh, we set a new record. It feels like we talk about this every show. There's a new record being set uh, for a sports card sale, and it was the Honus Wagner. Uh, you know, T206 card. Yep, six. And yeah. sold for, what, 6.6 6 6, million? Yeah, 6.6. 6. I think it was an SC3, yes. I believe is what it, what it was. So, yes. And so then we're like, wow, you know, the, the sports card market is in a great place. Uh, things are doing well. And then, man, all of a sudden, you get two kind of bombshell announcements back-to-back -back on, on consecutive days. And I guess we can start with with the, um, you know, the Fanatics. Yes, 
fanatics kind of kicking uh, tops and panini to the curb and now has the exclusive uh rights to license and produce cards sports card for major league baseball uh nba i don't know Boy. if the nfl had officially been announced yet but panties like are twisted up right now with the collectors let me tell you yep um and producer rich was like what's going on well what is this all about like, and you can, yeah, you relax. can you can look at it a couple different ways, and, and for the most part, I mean, you're not going to see any of these changes for another five years. Um, you know, it's I think yeah. 2026 before any of this is really gonna gonna come to fruition. But uh, there are going to be, I think, ramifications in the in the short term, and you can look at it a couple different ways. You know, there's good, bad, uh, but I love the fact that big money is continuing to be poured into the hobby, yep. even knowing that you know. This return on investment may be, you know, won't realize anything until five years from now, but I think it'll be, uh, be sooner than that. Uh, but, I, you know, I think. I mean, it's I'll, great, too. You got to look at Fanatics. They have the, like, the exclusive with Shohei Otani for signatures. Yep. So this is playing a huge role. This has been in the making for quite some time. This just didn't pop up, as you know. And as we know, that's not how business works. But um, it's been in the making. It's obviously what this exclusive signer they've been getting um it's been brewing I think, something's I mean, been brewing fanatics is a fantastic business and you just kind of they they seem to make all the right moves you know Correct. started out as a as a merchandising you know a company selling apparel team apparel online right um you know and they're run by the the owner of the uh, philadelphia 76ers michael rubin 18 billion dollar company um you know so started out in the in the apparel space it is. It was. And then from there, they moved into sports memorabilia, you know, like you talked about with yep. uh, having the Otani exclusive. Then from there, they got into the, the sports gambling space. They hired away the CEO of FanDuel. Right. And now they're moving into the sports card space, and they've they've tapped uh, the one of the co-founders of StockX uh, on the shoulder to, to kind of run the sports card side of it. So, you know, they're doing things – the right way and they're hiring very very smart people to to run these sections of the business so i you know i actually feel pretty good about where this thing could go and the fact that you know these uh the nba and mlb that uh, these teams are going to equity position in the company they now have a vested interest to kind of promote and, and yes have this thing be successful so now when we're watching the tigers and cardinals they might you know when miggy just hit number 501 did he they might flash up, uh, you know, Miggy's uh, tops traded rookie card on here and say, oh, yeah, you know, oh, by the way, you might also see sports cards being pulled at stadiums and arenas. So it's, it's just another avenue, um, you know, to, to, to you know, bring, uh, bring the card craze uh, to, to the forefront. So I think there's a lot to like about it. Yeah, of course, there's a, a you know, the, the downside, you know, tops with a 70-year history. Right. Um, but you know, we talked about this before we got on tonight saying that, you know, a likely outcome here is fanatics buys tops, uh, for pennies on the dollar, uh, essentially. Yeah. I mean, it could happen. And I mean, I've complaints too. One of the complaints I've heard a lot is Wolf Max never made cards. Well, neither did upper deck came out with baseball in 1989, football in 1990. And people were, it, it was a tremendous product when upper deck came out for baseball. I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> that was the golden product at the time yep. yeah hockey was good i mean they had that market so strong and they still have hockey to date um but it's gonna it's not that hard they're not you know they're gonna make a great product and 
it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Panini, the tops, where they go with it. And yeah, all they have left now is soccer. Uh, but that's, I mean, soccer is just international rising. It's international a rising category. And um, both Panini and tops. Right. And so now, yeah, now do those guys just do soccer, you know, to, to tremendously well. Um, but, you know, in, in, in between in these next five years, I think there's a concern about top Panini for printing cards. Like, all right, hey, we're out of here in five years and, and NFL, MLB, NBA, are they just going to just crank out, you know, and overprint right. as much as they possibly can to squeeze as much juice out of the orange, you know, on their way out the door. Uh, that's, that's a concern. And I know there's concerns from how finance is going to go to market. Um, you know, where does retail fit in uh, to this space? The Walmarts, the Targets, where does the local card shop fit in? Because Fanatics right now is direct to, direct to consumer. Um, so, you know, are they going to, you know, squeeze uh, the, the, is the supply chain going to going to shrink a little bit? I certainly hope not. I, yeah, I, think I, that I mean, I think they got shop, the plan. I hope they do keep the local card shops around for that yep as for the stores we're already seeing target pulling out of cards anyways yep everything's going online with that I'd be just fine the way that. it's been and I'd... yeah i'm fine with that i yep. don't do the line more and all online or whatever like how target does it now it's very easy yeah. very simple um we don't have to hear the whining anymore that my kid didn't get any cards in line today and stuff right. like that i mean it's out there and it's going to be a lot more accessible with that um I mean, the OC, where are we going to line up with all this still with Fanatics, you think? Yeah, I, maybe Fanatics is going to acquire us. I mean, maybe we're next. So that they it see, could a, be. They see a, the podcast market, um, you know, and with our seven viewers that we consistently now we're have. At, well, uh, we were at 20. We had 15 now, so oh, I don't know what geez. happened. So, we're at 28. Yeah, That's huge. Off, like maybe it's the storm, uh, you know, knock some power out. Yeah. Certainly. What's up, Cloth Man? It could have been the casting oh, couch. Oh, the casting yeah. couch comment kind of got in there. Yeah, that's true, too. I, I probably would log off, too, if I heard you were on the casting couch. So I can't blame the viewers for that. Hmm. Uh, but you know what? Roll, roll the clip there, Rich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you are looking live at the casting <laughs> You are looking live. Oh, love it. Uh, but, oh, it's a, a very interesting um dynamic and uh we'll we'll kind of see where this thing goes um but something well, that thanks Ken. people yeah. gonna keep an eye on Main I think, streets baby i think um I, I but i do think it's it's good uh for the the long-term growth of the hobby and yep. knowing that we have this type of of money pouring in um and and kind of what these guys are going to do they like i said earlier they've got smart people um, you know, in charge of, of each of these business units at Fanatics. So I, I feel good about it. I'm excited about it. And talk about good things for the hobby. Let's talk about what eBay did with uh, old PWCC. Yeah, they did. Boy, great, the rug great news you there. You got a PWCC guy? I do not. And uh, it's disgusting what has been going on here. Here, use a coaster. I mean, this is fine. I know it is. Solid oak there, I believe that is. Yeah, yeah rich mahogany. Build by Rich Jasper. Seisenberg. So, I give you a coaster and then you just open up and that one's empty. Oh, geez. What's going on here? Okay. All right. Oh, no, house okay. cleaning. Now we've gone from uh, Yangalang to the Rocky Mountains. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, we got PWCC that's been pushed out of eBay. And Kicked those that off. aren't familiar with PWCC, what's been going on? There's been a lot, a lot of shill build, 
chill bidding. And you can see that in the history of previous sales of some cards. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous what PWCC sales have been. Just disgusting, to be honest with you. I think it was 100. I think I read 150 million in 2020. That might have been died. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, and, and it's, uh, it's interesting. Apparently, PWCC didn't see this coming at all. And allegedly, PWCC is the largest uh, consignment outfit on ebay so for ebay's poll their biggest seller take them offline is a is a huge but they were prepared to already jump into their own little website right. immediately though yeah yeah somehow yeah. they weren't ready for this though they yeah. knew what was going on for sure and you know let's face it PW, pwcc has been in the crosshairs before um i don't know two years ago they were uh, accused of trimming cards yep uh, vintage so, cards yep. so this is back 2019 in. Yep. Um, you know, in cahoots with uh, some some guy out of New York, uh, yeah, trimming up mantles and sending them off to get graded, and then it's uh, so, yeah, these guys, it, it's going to be tough for anybody to give them the benefit of the doubt uh, on on anything, right? And uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens because you know I've read there's over fifty four thousand cards in the PWCC vault, so people will send cards PWCC consignment and typically higher end stuff you know it's usually whatever two hundred dollars or, or higher and then yeah. they, they have some unbelievable stuff um you know if you look at some of their premium auctions i mean cards are talking million dollar sales uh, i think they just sold a tom brady uh contenders last week on one of their premium auctions for over a million they sold yeah. them homes for a half a million so very very high-end stuff uh but now with with some of this bad publicity you know, people I, I think are pulling a lot of their cards out of PWCC saying, hey, send these back. I don't want to do any business with you anymore. I'm going to send my stuff to Probstein. Well, I think watch out. Watch out next. <laughs> Someone, might be, somebody might be, might be, uh, might be next. Yeah, somebody's watching in New Jersey there too uh, on yeah, that. Oh, uh, they do business. Just, they do business on the up and up in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Nothing to see here. Yeah, old uh, Probstein uh, kind of watched themselves and. Uh, <laughs> Yep. Be careful. That's exactly. all I'm saying. Exactly. It's out there. So, but the whole thing behind the PWCC, uh, you know, was the the aspect of shill bidding. And you know, for people that aren't familiar with that term, that's you know, PWCC would put a card up for auction, and then they would have allegedly one of their team members or whatever colleague, friend, friend of a friend bid on those auctions to keep driving the price up right of these cards and it's sometimes in many cases they would win their own auction so now it said okay hey this luca rookie just sold for you know two thousand dollars and so now they can just start pumping luca rookies for 2k plus right um you know just for the fact that there was shill bidding going on and, and uh, put the other one aside for yep, a while and yep so somewhere else i mean yeah there's a lot yeah, exactly. Right, the comps yep. just go crazy with it, and but a lot of the um, smart collectors out there know that, and mm -hmm. always that comps and thrown PWCC's comp right out, right, right. out of there yeah. because yep. you can't compare it. It's not fair um, to what everything else sells for. Yep. So um, that has been out there. So do your homework on that. Like, look at those big companies, like we mentioned, and check them out on eBay and see when you're, you're checking comps and see what prices are. You say, wow, that card, it's $1,000, but it sold for like $1,800 on this. Yep. You're gonna, 
if it doesn't look right, it's not right. I can tell you that much. And everything yep. else is averaging a thousand and eighteen. Yeah, right. Something not right for sure. So I remember back in February, like all of a sudden Mike Trout rookies, I mean, spiked. It was insane. It's it's for the most part been a $2,500 to $3,500 card as Tops Update PSA 10. Yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden in February, prices started 6, to get up five and 6000 oh, I sold yeah, one of sold, mine. I sold, I sold yeah, one of mine. sold yours. Sold it on Super Bowl Sunday. Yep. And, um, I remember. And so, yeah, it, it was it was crazy. And then that's, you know, could have been a, a result of uh, of shill bidding uh, going on. And it drove the price up. And it's it's a uh, – so I give credit to eBay for – for making a move with that and hopefully it, it kind of slows down uh, and at least puts everybody on high alert that hey shill shill bidding is not uh, not going to be tolerated yeah that's terrible not. for the hobby oh and Kevin have the jumping in there and saying uh, there are more there are more that are shill bidding that we think and I agree oh, with you hundred percent we it's out there it's out there and you just gotta be smart with it. Don't get sucked into the game and um, yeah, do, your do your homework. homework. Yep. <laughs> do check. your homework. Yep. Check. Yeah. I mean, talking about homework, we got a Coach Pat's Market Minute, baby. Oh, we're back. I know my last couple, my last couple Market Minutes have been a, uh, have been a show and tell. Uh, but we're going to get back to the old, uh, the old traditions, uh, you know, kind okay. of, um, you know, what we've typically done for the Market Minute. So mm -hmm. in honor of uh, today is uh, is Mamba Day. Uh, rest in peace to uh, one of the greatest uh, yes. of all time, Kobe Bryant. Today 824. is 824. Yes. Um, yesterday was actually Kobe's birthday. Would have turned 43 right. um, yesterday. So Stay out of helicopters. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That was bad. Jeez. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, how many high noons did you have today? Uh, none, actually. None. Okay. Right. That's good. You had to take your daughter to school. I did. Yes. Start in school. Uh, but Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant is, uh, you know, is somebody who uh, I think his cards are going to hold value uh, for the foreseeable future. Just one of the greatest of all time. Uh, was relevant outside basketball. Uh, legacy will live on forever. And you, know, you kind of look at what Kobe's cards have done uh, over the last, um, you know, when I've been looking at card prices, I've kind of looked at the last 180 days. And there's just a huge fluctuation. Uh, especially at the, in Kobe's card. So you look at his his 1996 tops base mm -hmm. uh, and tops. You know that's another argument. Getting back to um, you know this fanatics tops thing, or, or there's going to be you know people is tops going to value of tops cards going to go up? Um, you know moving forward if they're no longer produced. Uh, but you look at Kobe's tops base, uh, 1996 tops base, just the raw card is uh, is down over 70 percent um you know since march so you could buy the raw card for 570 in march today it's at 145 dollars well uh the psa 9 1996 tops 1400 in march a little over 400 today and his psa 10 in that 96 tops uh 7200 in march 2500 today and there's a pretty low pop on that card in a 10 it's a little over three thousand uh, so in the, some of those cards, it's a, a low pop. So, um, you know, I know I'm probably preaching to the choir when I say, uh, you know, take a look at Kobe cards, but there's still some value to be had uh, with Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Uh, my last one is uh, is Aaron Rodgers. So football season, get ready to start up. 
Green Bay Packers in the driver's seat to to win uh, the uh, the NFC Central and, and make a run uh, towards the Super Bowl. You know that Lions defense? I know. Yeah, I know. He, of course, okay. he's, he's not going to throw to Okuda's side. I mean, right. Okuda you want to lock down? Lock have Devontae Adams locked up. We'll have brain a pretzel. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, he's a guy. He he could leave Green Bay after this year. Rumors are that he could end up in New Orleans and play in that Sean Payton offense. And and uh, and I also think Aaron Rodgers will be relevant for years beyond football. You right. seem to talk about him being the host of Jeopardy or whatever. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers' cards have dipped twenty percent in the last hundred and eighty days. Yep. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers, two thousand five tops PSA ten. Uh, again, low pop on that, a little over two thousand. Uh, you can have a card for eight hundred and twenty bucks today. Was you know uh, nine fifty hundred and eighty days ago. Same card on PSA nine. Uh, it's down seventeen percent. Was two seventy now down to two twenty. Uh, so I think before football season starts, take a look at Aaron Rodgers. Uh, there's some value to be had there. I think the Packers are going to have a heck of a season. They'll be right in prime position again to to make a Super Bowl run. And and you know if he ends up with a season like Brady did last year, and you know is hoisting the Lombardi in yep. February, uh, those cards are going to be uh, are going to be looking nice. And where's that get back to us with her ball in some position? Quarterback, quarterback, baby. Always quarterback. Stay away from always, everything else. Always have fun, PCing, whatever you want. Justin Jefferson's, but Justin Jefferson. It's all at quarterback, man. Yeah. All at quarterback, baby. Not Travis Etienne. Oh, not, not him this season. Not it. Not at all. Um. So yeah, that's good information there, sir. This week on yep, Pat's buy him a market minute. Oh, oh, here we go. Hey, woo. Yeah. It's back, baby. Unfortunately, I don't have like the fancy pictures over the shoulder. How's this go? This shoulder, the shoulder. No, I don't have it now. So I have to describe or uh, describe kind of what the top five strong is. Suit. It is. Sounds like looks like you can pick Barry here with my uh, viewers. All right. Top five football card designs of all time. Strong topic. I right. like that. Once again, this is Hip Hip's top five. Football hard design. Wait, he might be able to do something fancy here. Tom Sloan, fancy sauce. In. There he is. Twelfth man is going to make. Oh, look at it. He's going to make it happen. So number five, eighty-six tops, nineteen eighty-six tops football. Tom, what do we got there? Let's see, oh, there it is. Oh, look at that. I like that. Eighty-six tops, number five, classic. You Beauty. got. Oh, you got the hash marks, the yard lines there, uh, the phone fading to black. Good. Uh, Jerry Rice, always legendary card there in the 86 top set. Top and centering on that one, top to bottom. Yes, very cool card there. So that's number five this week. Number four, going classic here, 1966 tops. Oh, yes. Struggling. Uh, struggling, yes. And Joe Namath, that's his rookie card year there. Struggling. Or no, that'd be his third year. Excuse me, 64 is his rookie year. But 66 classic style. Same year, hockey had the same style too, the wood border. And uh, yeah, the like t that. looks like the TV, the color TV there, like Joe Namath is coming right through the, you know, your 17-inch uh, boxed television there. So uh, going right through, but great card, great design. Third, we're going to go with a different product here than Tops, and we're going to go with Fanatics. No, I'm just kidding. Eight, 1989 <laughs> score. 89 Fanatics. 89 score football. Yeah, oh, there's iconic, a legendary one. Iconic, iconic card there of, uh, of that era. 
Uh, 89 score when they came out. That's the first year score football came out, and they they hit it out of the ballpark when they came out of that with that product. And uh, a lot of rookies in there. Barry, Troy you have Aikman. Troy Aikman, you have Deion Sanders, Chris Carter. Ah, it goes on and on. Uh, Derek Thomas. You got uh, so many rookies in there, but a lot of fun with that 89 score set. Uh, Another thing I kind of see, I like the colored borders here on a lot of these cards. Number two, 1969 tops. Yeah. <laughs> Great, vibrant color there on the 69. Uh, you got Brian Piccolo, rookie there. Um, legendary Bears running back, but love the colored borders there. And actually, in their high numbers of that year, for 1969, it had actually a white border around where the colored border was. So, um, kind of gave it a difference between the high numbers and the low numbers for that year. But love that uh, color, little Lodestock logo in the corner. And number one for me, it's always been my favorite, uh, 1985 Tops football, black borders. Um, you got the Warren Moon rookie in there. There's yeah, a few other good rookies in there. Uh, you got Walter Payton. That's always actually one of my favorite cards right there, like Walter Payton card. Um, but just... Blackboard's tough to find those, collect those, and um, centering on those two are always tough. It's just great card. It came out with that sideways style, you know, the name and the banner on the side there, and I thought it always hit it out of the ballpark with that. So there's Hip Hip's top five this week. We got football well season done. rolling around. So uh, love it, man. Love it. Love Thirsty the football cards. Football. Oh, yeah, definitely. So now we're going number six. I lost my sound. What up with that? What up with that? What up with that? He said, she said, hey, hey, hey. What up with that? Mr. What do you have for you? What up with that? Anytime uh, this time of year, I love watching the Little League World Series. Um, one of my favorite. Oh, uh, hate <laughs> kids. This is what it's going to be about. One of my favorite sporting events. And uh, have you have you caught any of it? Are you upset because there's a softball uh, Little League World Series now? Is that no, what you're angry no, about? You don't no, like? I'm all into it. I'm rooting for the uh, Michigan team from Taylor. Yes. Taylor Tucky. Oh, yeah. Representing, uh, baby. But, uh, a young gentleman by the name of Gavin Weir from South Dakota. Have you seen this kid? The mini, mini Chris Sale is what they call him. Really? Some are calling him the greatest 12-year-old player. So the kid's an asshole. Ever. Uh, or he might be 27 years old. Really? Maybe he's not 12. What's the Listen to these numbers. Gavin Weir, W-E-I-E-R. So from districts to regionals and into the Little League World right. Series, he has thrown a total of 572 pitches. Of those 572 pitches, he's given up one. One hit. He pitched two perfect games in the same week. In those two perfect games, 11 innings pitched, 30 strikeouts. In his last 16 and two-thirds innings pitched, 45 outs. That's of a possible 50 outs. I don't know if this kid's 12. Gavin Weir is 27 years old, confirmed by the gavel of justice. Why do they have 27-year-olds in the Little League World Series? What up with that? 
Kid, you got to buy his fanatic. I, I wrote it down actually. Get his already. Ah, that's great numbers, man. Yeah, so pretty solid. Babe. But we need to talk to him about giving up that one hit. That's unacceptable, right? How are you going to get into Vanderbilt? Well, Pat, my what up with that? I'm probably sure it's no surprise to you coming from me here, but I got to be very, very careful with this one. Uh-oh. Oh boy, oh boy, here we go. What up with that, Valley <laughs> Sports Detroit? Oh, huh? No. The BSD. Stepping in and firing who I don't even like as an announcer, Jack Morris. Well, suspended, whatever. I hope he quits. <laughs> I tell you, very, very careful with this one. And how do you get fired for doing a bad Elmer Fudd impression? How does that help happen? Now, what if I just go, I mean, is Peter going to come in and say, hey, you hate ducks and you're, uh, you're gone now too? You're off the OC. I'm the OC for doing duck impression. Yeah. So, Bally Sports Detroit, letting a man go because of a terrible, terrible, terrible impression. All right. It's just horrible. And see, that was Charles Barkley. That was really bad too. So, I don't know. I mean, terrible. just terrible. And I, I did it. I don't even know what the difference was, those two. Yeah, I mean, Joe Swing goes over there. He understands it. He knows what's going on. Uh, yeah, I got FUD there. I mean, it's just, that's a limp gun. I don't know what's going on. But how do you let a man go for doing that? He's a bad announcer. Let him go for being a bad announcer. <laughs> Put him on suspension for being a bad announcer. Learn better terms. Him and Dan Petrie, they both stink. Uh, but you know what? Bally Sports Detroit, what about that? <laughs> He said, she said. All right. So now. Yeah, Petrie's like always hanging on to that baseball. He's like, uh, listen here, uh, you know, my son coaches at Orchard Lake St. Mary's and they're very good. And uh, But uh, so, man, so bad. Yeah, my old son, he plays hockey for Canadian, you know, and. uh, Get me all hot bothered. Twelfth man is over there making me uh, uh break down. But you know what? I'll tell you what, let's go before we go to quiz time. Craig Monroe on the radio, Tris. I heard today on the over here. Very, very good. solid. Get I mean, I'm so happy with the job he's doing. All right. Okay, yeah. So I mean Simo for the aforementioned. Ooh. I like CMO. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it's a, yeah. Looking, looking forward to it. And uh, he does a great job in radio. Hope he uh, gets a job there for sure. Price Jim Price is sick. He's has been doing well health wise. So yeah. So he's less traveling and I don't think he's doing as well. Um, but anyways, we got quiz time this week. Quiz time. And uh, Pat, we're going to be giving away a box of the uh, 2021 blaster box here of Allen and Allen and Ginter. We're going to say baseball, but it's got, like, you got everything in that. That's <laughs> right, yeah. My Ken Jennings card is an Allen and Ginter. They, oh, they Jennings, right. Got uh, a little pop culture of cards in there, too, yeah, I, I, I like the Allen and Ginter. You also can get, like, fish, and you can get, uh, yep. what, like, uh, like, a little rocks. mermaid or something. Yeah, yeah birds. Somebody's got to put swinging a ball. Wow. Man, Joe has just worked. We worked Joe up there. I think that was a little we bit too did. much for Swingle tonight. And uh, Joe, I'm sorry. 
And, uh, you know, it's going to kind of go there. But uh, tonight. He must have overcooked a brisket, and he's, uh, he's in a bad mood. Wagyu? Was it a Wagyu brisket? Yeah, you, don't, you definitely don't want to overdo a Wagyu. Uh, you don't do the Wagyu over. No doubt about it. So uh, we talked about the introduction coming in soon of Fanatics and new card markets, but we talked a little bit about football today. So what what year did Upper Deck first come out with football? First one to answer uh, that pops up here on our screen. We will uh, award that winner with this Allen and Ginter box. So first year Upper Deck produced football. Joe Swingle, what up with that? I Swingle, yeah, just... <laughs> Uh, no, Joe, you're wrong. No, no, Ken, you're wrong. I'm seeing him pop up here. This is great. I can Steve Hicks. Jeez, Steve Hicks. Give Steve Hicks what kind of answer is that? Steve's throwing a Hail Mary. I mean, Steve Hicks. A Cornell Stewart Hail Mary. Rambling, incoherent response. Were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. We have a winner. I award you no points. And may God have mercy on your soul. Well, one that's getting awarded points is Neil Barron. Neil Barron, 1990. Baseball came out in 89. If you guys were really listening to me tonight, you know I said that already. This just shows. So it just nobody shows nobody listens. pays attention to me. There's no respect. I got to be here more often, I believe. Yeah, I, I think that's a problem. I, I leave, you know, I try to take my, what do I get? Do I get seven weeks vacation here? We'll see. How's that work? I think you're on the European plan. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, you know, but we're gonna face we're gonna go next week again with another uh, show. Yeah, it's gonna be great. So call, you're on holiday. Neil Barron, congratulations, my man. We're gonna send you uh contact information, mailing information. And Joe, I, I have no <laughs> clue. <laughs> Joe, it's okay nowadays to be that way. But Neil, I'm gonna pop this in the mail to you. Um, we'll get a hold of you later on and get that all out to you. You guys, thanks a lot. Pat, what do you got here for tonight? Anything else? That's it. No, it's good to be back, and uh, I think we're going to try to uh, get this rolling next week. As yeah. always, a huge thank you to our uh, good buddies, producer Rich and uh, the 12th man, Tom. Easy speak, speak easy, 330. Yeah, nice Give song. these boys a listen. Uh, they're starting to uh, to uh, uh, co-promote uh, with uh, with some of their uh, iLogic partners down in Tennessee, so oh. expanding their, uh, their listener base. Randall so, Cunningham, baby. That's right, QB1. You be one for sure. Great show, guys. Great as always. Thank you. Hope Rich. To see you Thank next you, week. Tom. Thank you for listening and watching the OC Sports Card Podcast. You can check out our previous podcasts along with other great podcasts at the iLogic Media Network. Please subscribe, like, and share the OC. Once again, from the mean streets of South Lyon, we thank you.